All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Happy Friday. Hey, we've got a good show for you. I'm going to do two things today. First off, we've got this new partner that is so important. I've been a big fan of theirs for years. I've covered their policy stuff. I take their news feed. I use them as a great resource. AMAC, one of the most important and influential voices in Washington, and by the way, in the grassroots of America. And they've joined us as a partner. We've got some news things. We do some podcasts together. It's very exciting. They've got an incredible news intelligence network. But one of the sides of AMAC that a lot of people don't know about is its grassroots army. It's called AMAC Action. 340,000 American volunteers out there working with state legislators, federal regulators, members of Congress, members of the U.S. Senate. They get involved in election integrity issues, blocking the federalization of election laws, like what happened with the John Lewis and the Voting Rights Act update that Democrats tried to sneak through, getting election integrity laws in the states like Arizona, Texas, Florida, Georgia being one of the more famous ones, getting investigations started of middlemen that drive up Medicare drug prices. That's something they get doing. And of course, stopping or getting legislation that can actually actually fix situations in America. There's a really fascinating thing I learned from AMAC recently. People who first get onto Medicare, they hit that 65, 66, 67 timeframe. And the fine print of the federal government, often hidden from most people, give you a very narrow window for Part B Medicare. And a lot of people miss it. And because they miss it and they sign up after it, they pay a big penalty up to 10% more than they need to. AMAC's been right there with some members of the Senate and House getting that fixed. That's a 10% penalty for people on a fixed income. That's a big hit. That's the sort of things that AMAC does. So today, we're lucky. We've introduced you to the main AMAC. And of course, you know where you can sign up for AMAC, right? It is amac.us slash justnews. You get a special offer, special pricing to join us. That is a really exciting thing. So that is in the works. We know that. We heard all the great things that go there. We're going to introduce you to the grassroots side of AMAC today. It's called AMAC Action. It does really, really important work. And we are incredibly lucky enough to spend the afternoon to and introduce you to Andy Mangione. He is AMAC Action's Senior Vice President. He runs that, helps run that grassroots army of 340,000 everyday Americans that are working on the front lines to make America better, to get common sense solutions. We're going to have that conversation 
And before that, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the Hunter Biden story that broke yesterday. It's not what we think it is or what it was meant to look to be. I want to describe that. Let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about Hunter Biden for a few minutes, give you my thoughts on that. I talked about Sean Hannity and Rita Cosby with us last night. I think you'll enjoy some of the things I learned in talking with people. We'll, we'll cover that right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. All right, before we get to my good friend, Andy Mangione, 
AMAC Actions Senior Vice President. You're going to learn about a grassroots army that is really, really impactful across America, from state houses to Congress, federal regulatory agencies to election booths. In fact, one of the fun things that AMAC Action is doing, it's getting a lot of volunteers, AMAC members are stepping up volunteering to be poll watchers in this election so we can have that patriotism and pride in our election and the insurance that no funny business goes on and everybody has an easy time to vote, a hard time to cheat, and every vote gets counted and it gets counted as quickly as possible. We're going to talk to Andy in just a second, but let me step back. There was this big flurry of reaction in the news media the last uh, 24 hours. It started with my old place, Washington Post, where I got to work as the national investigative report correspondent a few many years ago, back, I guess, in 2007. They wrote a story in a headline that sounded like it was a big deal. Here is it. Washington Post exclusive federal agency chargeable tax gun purchase case against Hunter Biden. Now, here's the thing. This was an old story made to look new. And how do you know that? Because the Washington Post down in the body of the story admits it. Let me give you this line. By the way, none of this was new. Agents determined months ago they had assembled a viable criminal case against the younger Biden. Yeah, they did. I know. You know, I know. I've been reporting this. And it went beyond the agents assembling the case. This spring and summer, we reported that the agents had gotten enough evidence and prosecutors began bringing some witnesses before a federal grand jury in Delaware. We talked to some of the witnesses. We know who they are. So why would a story that's demonstrably old suddenly come back and be made to look like it's something new and important? And here's a second thing. It also springs up at a time where the chance of action is almost nil. I saw some people last night say, well, this could be imminent. There could be something. No, it can't be. Here's why. The Hunter Biden case is known as what is a known as a politically sensitive case, meaning its resolution could impact elections. And under the U.S. Attorney's Manual, under the Attorney General's guide, politically sensitive cases aren't supposed to be taking action in the 90 days before a major election like we're headed into at the midterm elections where Joe Biden is out there trying to get the Democrats to stay keeping control of Congress and Republicans are out there trying to do that. Where Hunter Biden, Joe Biden are part of the issue in the election. No indictment's going to come until after Election Day. It's just under the guidelines, according to all the experts I've talked to. So two things. This is an old story made to look to be new. And, and by the way, we've been reporting it for months. And it misses something that happened since then. There was grand jury activity after the agents determined this. And secondly, there's nothing that's going to happen until after the election day, at least on an indictment front. Now, Hunter Biden could plead out at any time, and you don't have to wait until after the election to do that. But absent that... The U.S. Attorney's Manual and the Attorney General guidelines don't allow for it. So if those two forces in place, what is going on? Why would this get leaked? Well, I talked to a half dozen sources last night and yesterday trying to sort through, hey, why is this popping up? And listen, I'm glad the Washington Post finally recognized there's a serious criminal matter involving Hunter Biden. But here are the four dynamics at work, according to the sources I've talked to. First off, the FBI has been facing some very difficult scrutiny from members of Congress, Chuck Grassley, Ron Johnson, Jim Jordan, among them, James Comer. One of the things they're worried about is this allegation from a whistleblower that the FBI took a dive on part of the Hunter Biden case. So this story communicates a very clear thing. Hey, don't blame the FBI. We thought there was criminality here. We set it up, chain. Okay, that's the first dynamic. The second dynamic is the U.S. Attorney's Office began grand jury activity. And as the stories did report overnight and yesterday, some of this is sitting in a briefing before the Attorney General Merrick Garland and the Deputy Attorney General. All right, so there's that natural tension between the line prosecutors and the people in Washington who might have to sign off on an indictment of someone as important as the son of a sitting president. 
The third dynamic that's going on here is within the Biden White House and the people around Joe Biden, there are a lot of people who think that Hunter Biden should just get this cleaned up, get some plea deal, get it off the table, stop crimping up the future bandwidth of the Biden White House or the political capital of the Biden White House with this. But we know that Hunter Biden's lawyer has said publicly, yeah, we're not interested in a plea deal. We think we didn't do anything wrong. We're going to fight this tooth and nail. So that dynamic is gone. So you got the FBI worried about itself. You've got the Justice Department, U.S. Attorney's Office worried about itself. And then you've got the people around the president saying, we just need to get this off the plate. It's been malingering for so long. It's a dark cloud over the White House. We want to make the boogeyman Donald Trump. It's hard to do that when the president's son is under investigation. Here's the fourth thing. And I think it involves a couple of things. One is the news media who two, three years ago, we're calling this whole thing a conspiracy theory. Like when I reported in 2019 that there was concern that Hunter Biden didn't pay tax, I was called a conspiracy theorist. It turns out I was 100% right. I knew it. So I wasn't worried about it. But another part is over the last few months, particularly through the summer, some very credible fact-based, evidentiary-based stories have come out that show that Joe Biden, the big guy, as Tony Bobolinsky referred to him, it was more deeply involved in his business, son's business dealings than we previously knew. And let me just, these are things that we know to be true. We know that Hunter Biden took credit for paying some of his father's taxes and his father gave him the tax fund, refund back because he owed him money. Okay, wait a second. Joe Biden owed money to Hunter, what for? While Hunter Biden was doing all that foreign business stuff. We know that Joe Biden had keys to one of Hunter Biden's office and was called one of his business partners involving a company that was doing business with China. Okay, what's that about? We know that he was called the big guy. We know that Joe Biden met with several of Hunter Biden's business partners after looking in the camera in 2020 and saying, I had nothing to do with my son's business. Well, he did. He he met with a Chinese businessman. He met with someone with the Ukraine Burisma company, several other uh, business partners. The story doesn't match up. And of course, then you take Tony Bobolinsky and that he was the secret partner. Joe Biden was a secret partner in this 2017 post-vice presidency deal. Uh, all of that's been assembling and growing over the summer. This story pushes it back onto, ah, this is about Hunter Biden and a gun thing and some bad taxes, which we now know are irrefutable. By the way, in 2019, I got slammed saying, oh, that's crazy stuff, you whack job. It wasn't. I knew then, I had the right evidence then, and I had the right evidence today. I put the emails out there showing that Hunter Biden knew he hadn't paid his taxes. By the way, from Burisma, the Ukraine company, the dirty or the company that State Department considered dirty. All right, so those are the four dynamics. So where is the state of the case? This is what I've been told by my sources. Nothing's really changed from the summer when I last reported on this. There's a lot of evidence the FBI thinks points to criminality. There are three big areas that they're looking at. Taxes, failure to pay taxes, tax evasion, whatever you want to call it. The second is foreign lobbying and foreign influence peddling. And the third is this gun thing, which came up late. But Hunter Biden claiming on his gun form, he never used drugs when, of course, he brags all the time he was addicted to drugs and had a problem. Those are the three things. I think the gun thing came up late and it slowed the investigation down. They came up against the 90-day window. I think this gets restarted after the election and either Hunter Biden's going to have to take a plea deal or prosecutors are going to have to make a decision on whether to charge the son of a sitting president with felonies on tax and other issues like this. That's where it stands today. But don't be distracted and think that the story about the Hunter Biden scandal is about Hunter Biden himself, because we now know Joe Biden has a lot of tentacles in this, and that is something that gets ignored by the mainstream media and, and sort of almost bullied over by this Washington Post story. But hey, there's more stuff about Joe Biden 
than we knew a year ago. And a lot of that is developed in the spring and summer of this year. That's my thoughts on that. All right, folks, let's take that commercial break like we always do. And when we come back, we're going to get to Andy Mangione from AMAC Action. We're going to get an update on all the incredible policy things going on. And remember, you can sign up and become an AMAC member, get those discounts, get those services, get that news feed and political intelligence feed they have. All you got to do is go to AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. You get a special discount. There's one, three, and five years. I took the five year. You should do the same. All right, folks. We'll be right back with Andy Mangione right after this. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As you know, last week we mentioned the fact that we have created a great new partnership uh, with AMAC, which is the most important uh, organization, I think, in the space today for senior citizens, for adults, people who actually are just concerned about their country. An alternative to AARP is the way to look at it, but there's so much more than that. And last week we introduced you to the top team there. This week we're going to introduce you to its action arm and the part of AMAC that goes out and creates grassroots activity and makes changes in Washington, in the country, and in the states, and in state houses. And to do that, we have a very special guest, Andy Mangione, who is AMAC Action's senior vice president, is joining us. Andy, great to have you on the show today. Thank you, John. It's uh, amazing to watch how much AMAC has grown. I, I remember its foundings. And, you know, now 15, 16 years later, it has such enormous reach, so much impact, and not just in Washington, but in state houses. And the action arm is really the leading edge. It's the grassroots army. I think you have, what, 340,000 advocates as part of the team? John, yes, we do. And growing. We have uh, feet on the street and we have hundreds of thousands of of, uh, our advocates who have participated in our call to action campaigns uh, letting their voice be heard, not only in Washington, D.C., but in states across the country, as well as regulatory arms like HHS and CMS and the Federal Trade Commission. Wow, that is amazing. And you have some real successes. Now, one of the places I saw success early on 
was when the Democrats were trying to federalize election law, take the power away from the state legislatures that where the founding fathers gave it in the Constitution, you guys jumped into action on the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, helped defeat that so that states could continue to, as their, as their founding fathers intended, be the arbiters of how elections are conducted. Tell us how you guys pulled that off. Well, we're very fortunate, John, to have a very engaged and motivated membership. And they're the ones truly that do the heavy lifting on this. We at AMAC Action, we coordinate activity, but our members make us look real good. They're the ones who are clicking that button, sending emails to Congress, picking up the phone, calling their legislators to let their opinions be heard. With regard to the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, uh, our members were just so disgusted at what was going on right before their eyes. They knew that their their elections, their state sovereignty, their, their state's control over their own elections was being threatened. And uh, the acts were being debated in the Senate. And we knew they were being debated in the House, but the House was a foregone conclusion. We knew that we had an opportunity to stop this in the Senate because there, were, there weren't as many. And uh, we, we, based on the, the makeup of the Senate, that we knew we had a shot at stopping this. So uh, we had our members flood the Senate Rules Committee with, they did this in about, oh, 36 hours. Uh, with there are nine Republican members on the Senate Rules Committee last year, and our members sent each of those uh, Republicans 25,000 messages telling them not to vote for the For the People Act. So 222,000 messages went to just the Rules Committee. That's amazing. The, the yeah, well, John, you know what happened? The the um, uh, the the act was stopped uh, in the committee. But, you know, uh, Chuck Schumer had a, he pulled a, a Senate maneuver and got it to the floor vote. It was defeated ultimately. But all in all, with all the work that we did on both the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, over 419,000 messages were sent to Congress from our members throughout 2021, telling them exactly how our members felt about these bills and telling, telling the Senate not to vote for it. That is amazing. And let me tell you, I know I've covered Congress for 30 years. A quarter million people come in to a single panel in the House. Uh, it gets attention really quickly. That's an avalanche. That is a remarkable accomplishment. It really shows the power of grassroots. I think a lot of people think, well, you know, it's all done through fancy lobbyists in Washington. But the truth of the matter is when everyday Americans engage and they get involved with someone like you guys who can act like a, a symphony conductor, you're able to really get the attention of lawmakers. Another place that that happened on the bureaucratic side. So we'll take Congress out for a second. But uh, the FTC, you have been working for years to try to get an investigation into some of the pharmacy benefit managers where the middlemen that kind of mark up costs and really harm the wallets of people, particularly on fixed income like senior citizens. Uh, you, you took this army, you pointed it at the Federal Trade Commission. Tell us what happened. Well, for years, AMAC Action has been has been advocating to shine light on pharmacy benefit manager. Now, these people manage the outpatient prescription drug supply chain, and there are anti-competitive business practices. This has been well documented that drive up the costs, the out-of-pocket costs for everybody, including senior citizens and people on Medicare. So the FTC opened up a regulations.gov website. They wanted to hear from people who had been harmed by PBM business practices. And John, as a caveat, they had mentioned they expected to hear from, from pharmacists, they expected to hear from physicians, but what they were looking for, John, was the voice of the patient. 
So in March, they opened up the website for comments. It closed uh, May 25th, I believe, of this year. In the end, 24,100 messages total were left. Our comments were left on that website, and AMAC members left 17,245 of those messages. And lo and behold, on June 5th, the FTC announced an investigation into the business practices of the top six pharmacy benefit managers. We are ecstatic and we can't wait to see the results of this investigation such and you know this is something that people have been pleading for for years including members of congress and other organizations to be able to pull it off and to get real everyday americans to be the leading edge of that I th- i'm pretty sure that's what probably tipped the ftc over when they hear from real patients real people hey this affects me I think that really kicks in. Uh, so you've gotten action in Congress. You've gotten action in the Federal Trade Commission, the regulatory alphabet soup of Washington. You're also doing a lot of work uh, in the states with state houses and state legislatures, uh, election integrity, a big place, Florida, Texas, Arizona. Tell us what successes you've had at the state level. Well, John, our, our members at the end of the 2020 election were extremely frustrated, as a lot of people were, and they kept coming to us. What can we do? They were asking. What can we do? And uh, we quickly found ourselves uh, at the state level. Uh, originally, AMAC action was configured and constructed to act at the federal level. Well, this issue, this election integrity issue, takes place at the state level and the federal level, but more so in the states. So we organized and started tracking election integrity legislation. Uh, that was introduced as a result of what happened in the 2020 election. And we're able to activate the members in Florida, Texas, Arizona, Michigan, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania to get election integrity legislation passed in those states. We've been active in New Mexico to stop bad uh, legislation. We did that earlier this year. And again, all the credit goes to the the, the motivated AMAC members in in those states. And John, you, you bring up a good point. Everybody... And anyone that's listening to this, please know the power you have as a constituent. When you pick up that phone, when they hear from one or two people, uh, they take it seriously. When they hear from a hundred or ten thousand, they take it seriously as well. But don't underestimate that one call that you can do that that could drive a decision. Yeah, it's remarkable. And and uh, I, I I talk about this often that the grassroots are the most powerful form of voice and action in America. And if you're not in getting involved, if you're not being a member, if you're not uh, having your voice heard or, or, you know, and help people help you get it heard, target you at the right agencies, the right people, you're missing an enormous uh, uh, amount of opportunity to have an impact on your country. Now, you have different layers of um, participation in AMAC action. There are delegates, chapter leaders, chapter members. Tell us um, how that uh, infrastructure works and what the different roles are that people can potentially get involved with. I'd be glad to, John. Um, AMAC action advocacy, uh, the feet on the street, is kind of divided up into AMAC delegates, AMAC uh, chapters, and they are, that are run by chapter leaders. Uh, the AMAC action delegate program uh, these are all volunteers, and what they do, they walk into the local congressional district office as a constituent first and an AMAC member second. They articulate our views on specific issues and augment what I do in Washington. So we kind of hit them on both ends. We hit them in the district uh, in Washington, D.C., and we hit them on the local level in their local district office. And the power of constituency, again, comes into play in a big way here. We have our delegates who are, again, I, these are volunteers and they're, they're very gracious with their time, driving legislation that I'm talking about 
in D.C., and it works beautifully. An AMAC Action Chapter is a group of AMAC members where they get together, they enjoy fellowship, they, it's a, they are a teaching arm, they learn about the issues, they bring in local speakers, that, that person could be a school board member, it could be a state rep or a state senator, uh, they could bring in a member of Congress, uh, and it's a, it's a learning opportunity for people to discuss issues, to do a deeper dive into them so they get a better working knowledge, they bring like-minded uh, friends to these meetings, and, uh, and, and we've been, we're constantly expanding the AMAC Action Delegate Program and, and our chapter program. We have a, nearly 80 chapters throughout the country and about 350 uh, AMAC Action Delegates. And, and one of our jobs at AMAC Action is to constantly recruit from the ranks of the AMAC membership new delegates, new chapter leaders, and then forming new chapters across the country. Yeah, it's really it's uh, it's an amazing thing to watch. And and uh, when you're up on Capitol Hill, people know when AMAC's coming by, they know they're going to get their own constituents. Right? These are going to be people that live in the district of the congressman, and that has such a powerful effect. When you know these are people you're responsible for uh, representing every day, and it's kind of fun to watch that go on. When you um, you have something going on now that really caught my attention because I was unaware of this gap. Uh, and it involves uh, uh, Medicare Part B. Uh, there is a narrow window, I think three to six months, where you're allowed to sign up. And most people don't know because you do that at age 65, but most people today wait to 66 or 67 before they're eligible for Social Security. So there are many numbers of, of uh, just about to be seniors who end up getting a penalty fee, a 10% or more, because they didn't know they were supposed to do it in this very narrow window before, just before they turn 65, right after they're 65. You guys have found this window. You're working with legislators, um, uh, particularly in the Senate, to try to tighten this up, get better notification. Don't penalize people if they miss a very narrow window. That's going to have a big effect on lots of uh, folks. I think 700,000 uh, Medicare beneficiaries uh, right now are paying that penalty. This could really take a burden off some people's plate, right? Absolutely. And and again, you mentioned this. This was a bill. It's called uh, the Beneficiary Enrollment Notification and Eligibility Simplification 2.0 Act. How is that <laughs> for a mouthful? Okay, a mouthful. but it's important. <laughs> this was introduced by uh, Bob Casey from Pennsylvania, the senator from Pennsylvania, and his colleague. Uh, Todd Young from Indiana, Senator Young from Indiana. And it, it, it has to do with, you know, I mean, all these uh, age deadlines were uniform at one time. Right. And they changed. And people were falling through the cracks and not realizing that they were in violation by not signing up uh, soon enough for Medicare and had to pay a lifetime penalty. And you're looking at over 700,000 Medicare beneficiaries that are paying a penalty on a monthly, a monthly Part B penalty that probably shouldn't have had they known about the deadline prior. And I'm sure they received some notice, but it, it's something that it, it, it has to be more clearly stated so people can avoid paying this. You're looking at people living on a fixed income, and what we were trying to do was help people hang on to their, their retirement income and their fixed income, more of it, uh, as opposed to paying a penalty for an honest mistake uh, with a Medicare Part B deadline. And this legislation rectifies that, and we were happy to support that, John. Yeah, big stuff. I mean, large numbers of people are going to benefit from this. Really great opportunity. Um, as you look out now, as people who are listening say, all right, now I'm motivated. I want to get involved. I want to be part of this. What are some of the things you're going to be working on 
rest of this year and, of course, in the new Congress next year? I'll tell you, we're, we're eager for the new Congress. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but looking at the rest of this year and in the immediate future, we are working feverishly. One of the answers we give our members when they call us and ask us, what can I do? You can get involved in the local election. We had an unprecedented amount of scrutiny under the Glenn Youngkin gubernatorial election last November, and you saw the outcome. All right. And we're hearing we're hearing about, uh, uh, for example, um, our members in New Hampshire, about thirteen hundred of them have stepped forward to work the polls in the in the primary. And they'll they should stick on to work on the midterm elections. Uh, our members stepped forward in Harris County in Houston. They stepped forward in Virginia. They're stepping forward in states across the country. Uh, and the, the end result will be unprecedented scrutiny um, on elections and things will go smoother. So this is in the short term, uh, we're working in about uh, 15 to 17 key states like Arizona and Georgia, Iowa, Michigan. We're looking in North Carolina. We're looking in Ohio, Pennsylvania, just to name a few where we're activating the membership to work the polls. But it is a worthwhile time commitment if you have it. They do throw a couple of shekels at you, you know what I mean, to kind of make it worth your while. But our members hold their vote sacred. They hold their precious right to vote sacred, and they want to protect it. They've seen what we've been doing on the legislative side, both nationally and in states across the country. But this is something they can do on their own, in their own community, and be part of the process in a very positive way. So we're kind of preoccupied with that between now and the next 30-odd 30, 30 days until after the election. After the election, and if we do have uh, the makeup of Congress changes as is expected, and most hopefully that will you know come to come to fruition, uh, we're looking at some health care issues. Uh, we're looking at uh, there is a, we're putting together our our agenda for the 118th Congress, and we want to hit the ground running. Uh, with regard, we have a plan that makes Social Security solvent, and we're hearing we're, we're getting wins that. Uh, uh, the time to talk about it may be right to talk about reforming Social Security to the point where it's solvent without radically changing it. No radical changes. We just want to make sure that it's solvent and intact for the next generation or two or three without raising taxes. And we have a proposal uh, that will do that. Um, and, and we think that the, the timing could be right with the new Congress. So there's things that we're looking at on the health care end as well. Uh, we're, we're looking at a bill that would give uh, expand quality health care to Medi- Medicaid beneficiaries um, and while saving the Medicaid program billions of dollars that has gotten some traction. So we're just looking forward to a, a more higher profile with the new Congress on issues that really, really matter to our members. It's um, really neat the way you also appeal to people because when when I was going to school, it was always an, an idea that you had a civic duty. You should get involved in something in your community. And it was part of your patriotism to your country. And I know the uh, the way you approach uh, your AMAC delegates is, hey, this is a form of patriotism. This is a form of civic engagement. So many institutions have sort of given up on that civic engagement. They don't promote it anymore, volunteerism. But you guys are really reviving this idea that this is, you know, this is part of your patriotic duty and you make a difference when you do this. That probably feels good to people because a lot of us were raised that way. But these discussions don't seem to be, uh, or this type of appeal doesn't occur very often. How do members react when they realize, hey, this is good for the country when you do this? You know, they react in a very positive way. And we don't have to do, you know, I can't, I mean, we're not doing a lot of arm twisting here. People want to step forward. They're fed up with the direction of the country. They see what's going on. 
right before their eyes. They see that the, the, the deliberate act on behalf of this administration to destroy our culture, to destroy our economy, to destroy our traditions and our institutions, they, they're fed up. So it doesn't take a whole lot of arguing with them to get them involved. They're coming to us asking how we can get involved. And you're right. It harkens back to the day of sitting in my civics class when I was a senior in high school, which is when we all took American, you know, American government. Uh, both my boys are Eagle Scouts and they've done a lot of service projects. They've done a lot of work, uh, in their local community as an act of patriotism. And uh, our, our members, are, are they do find it refreshing, and they do find the fact that once, when, when people discover AMAC and, and, and being on programs like yours, John, goes a long way in us getting the word out about AMAC, they join us. And then they learn about AMAC action, and then they join that, and then they get involved. We're very, very blessed, John, in that we have a, a highly motivated membership base that reveres faith, family, and freedom. And we're happy to facilitate the activities that allow them to, to put that faith, family, and freedom into action. Yeah, it's such an amazing thing. And it feels good when you do something like this, when you know whether you're a poll watcher or you go out and meet your member of Congress or your state legislator and you get something done and you make life better, whether it's for those Medicare recipients that were wrongly getting penalized or for stopping a piece of legislation that would ruin the way we vote. Uh, it has a benefit. It feels good inside when you're done. Andy, how do you, uh, if someone wants to get involved, we've already set up a special uh, URL for people to get involved with AMAC, amac.us slash just news. But if someone wants to get involved in the action arm, what's the best way to enlist as a delegate? Or maybe someone wants to be a chapter leader. What's the best way to get engaged on the action side? Yeah, and I'm glad that you gave out, you know, how you can join AMAC because first join AMAC, become an AMAC member. All right. And once you're an AMAC member, it's very easy. You, there are a couple of different ways. You can give us a call as an AMAC member at 855-809-6976 to learn about the advocacy uh, programs that we have available. They can also email at info at amacaction.org. But the first step is joining AMAC. And once you're an AMAC member, you're more than welcome to join us on the advocacy end. Yeah, what a great idea. And so two-step process, folks. I know a lot of people have asked for it. I'm going to put this on Twitter again because some people were asking me last night in direct messages to get involved with AMAC, amac.us slash just news. That's how you get started. Get one of those memberships. I encourage everyone. I took a five-year membership. I'm all in. You guys do the same. Come match me one, three, five years. Then when you, once you're in and you're getting the benefits, the, the, the savings, the discounts, the services, the great news information you get, you can join the patriotic action side and get involved in some of these things. It's a great two-step. You're going to feel really good about doing it. Andy, it's such an honor to have you on. You guys do such amazing work. And when we talk about politics in Washington, a lot of times people are out oh, politics, Washington. But you guys are doing things that actually make a difference in everybody's lives. Uh, these are meaningful legislative changes, meaningful FTC investigations. Um, it's a really remarkable thing to see the action that you're creating and the benefit it produces downstream for all Americans. So a big hurrah on that one. That's a really great amount of work you're doing. John, thank you. And again, we give all the credit to our members. They're, they make us look good. They do. Well, you help them. You're the symphony condu the conductor every day, and I think they're very lucky to have that. We're going to get you back on real soon because right after this election, there's going to be a whole new flurry of activity and policy, and uh, I can't wait to see what AMAC Action is going to be doing in the weeks after that. So we'll get you on real soon. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs 
a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back. So glad you can join us. A big thank you to Andy. I hope you enjoyed the analysis I gave you on Hunter Biden based on the reporting I have. That's the latest of what I know. Hopefully that we'll find out more after the election. But I think that's a big thing of what's going on. Absent, this is very important, absent a plea deal, nothing's going to happen after the election because you can't bring an indictment in a politically sensitive case like that. So very important stuff to keep an eye on. All right. Enjoy your weekend. We've got a great weekend, a great Saturday show. We're going to spend some time with who I think is one of the most important national security experts, thinkers, thought leaders in the country, quite frankly, in the globe. Victoria Coates, former deputy national security advisor uh, to President Trump, a longtime national security council member, uh, before that, advised important players in Congress and Senate and presidential races, really one of the strategic thinkers in the security space today. We're going to have her on Saturday for the whole show. And then Sunday, just getting you warmed up. You know, it's a holiday weekend, Columbus Day. Lou Dobbs, Mike Huckabee in the house, two of the biggest conservative thought leaders in America, back to back on Sunday morning. You're not going to want to miss that. We'll get some other great guests as well. Jay Christian Adams, Charlie Kirk, Dr. Harvey Risch from Yale, the guy who had COVID a lot more right than the federal public health agencies did. Attorney General Jeff Landry as well. Great show on Sunday. And then Monday, we've adapted one of our TV specials we did recently on the border with really great guests like Blake Masters, who had a really good debate the other night in Arizona. The former Homeland Security Secretary, Chad Wolf, some of the real experts on the front line. And, oh, this guy is always one of the most dramatic interviews I do. Brandon Judd, the head of the Border Agents Union. He represents the union. He is a straight talker on a border crisis that the Biden administration does a lot of waffling and non-straight talk on. Let me tell you, we're going to have that on Monday. So on Columbus Day, and by the way, happy Columbus Day early. Yes, I recognize it. I'm not canceling Christopher Columbus. Yeah, he's got some bad things and good things in his life. Who doesn't, right? But, you know, Columbus Day still worth celebrating. All the Italians in this great country are proud, and they should get their day to celebrate. And that's what Monday's about. Cancel culture be damned. So happy early Columbus Day. we got a great weekend. Victoria Coates tomorrow, Lou Dobbs, Mike Huckabee Sunday, a really super dynamic border special on Columbus Day Monday. And then we'll be back to regular program on Tuesday. Have a great Friday night. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with Victoria Coates. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust 
And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, expert politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.